This is Ian from Autofiber, manufacturer of microfiber detailing products. Welcome to the Rennie Doyle podcast. How y'all doing? Good. How are doing you? Yeah, well. I'm doing dang, dang good. So let's go back in because I want to change this camera over. And uh, I'm going to go over to the, the other camera so you guys can see it. So we oh, have, nice. this is rare that we've got people in house. Here's, hey, you guys. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> we are training this week. And I'm going to go. He, th that guy's a lot better looking than me. So I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> but how y'all doing great how have you been you know what we're doing pretty dang good that's good doing good so thanks for coming on you guys and uh you know it, it it's an amazing time i was sitting here thinking about this just seconds ago is that not that many years ago um i heard about software for detailing uh, like we had one <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it, and it's so cool to see people like you guys come into the market, uh, that have got so much to offer the industry. That's not even software related. That's just being good people, educated people, people. Uh, I think it's just amazing. So I'm excited to have you guys on this morning. Well, we appreciate the invite really. Yeah. Hey, Chris, do we have good audio visual on, on this side? Yeah, we're good. I'm, I'm looking at the side of your head. Is that what you want? No, you know what we'll do is, you know what? Let's point this like at these guys. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Is that better? That's a better you look know, at no, no, no offense, guys, but I'm not sure that's going to increase our viewership much. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, hey, let's, let's just jump in. We'll leave it there. I'll keep moving the camera around. How's that? We'll just get a different view. We'll I feel like these point. guys are so uncomfortable right now. Yeah, they're like, going, uh, uh, what do we do with our hands? What do we do with our hands? <laughs> so, you know, now it's going to force them to take notes. Watch, they're going to open up their notebooks right now. Wait, see, there they go. So, before we jump into this, um, you know, introduce yourselves. For those that don't, I mean, if they're living underneath, like, the third rock from the sun that don't know you guys already, <laughs> Let's, 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 uh, let's have you introduce yourself. Okay, uh, Chris, Dad, you want to start? Go, go ahead, Chris, you can start. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, I'm Chris Abens. I am, I guess, uh, we have titles. I don't know why we have titles. I'm, I'm an account executive at, at technically Avon Solutions, but Eurable is our product that everybody knows about. Um, so I'm really in like the sales side of things and Eurable um, for anybody who hasn't heard about it, it is basically just a um, business management software specifically geared towards the detailing industry. That's uh, so what, what we have. Yay. Um, <laughs> Yay. Dad, <laughs> breathe on. Uh, and I'm Michael Abens. Um, so I'm the, the owner and the CEO of Abens Solutions. Um, started the company really after retiring um, after a 30-year career in healthcare. Um, and it was an opportunity to uh, start up a family business with my kids. Um, so it's been absolutely amazing. Um, 
picking detailing was kind of an odd thing. That was, that was my doing. Um, we really could have developed a software solution to address any niche market. That was our principal goal. Uh, but we really chose uh, detailing because I thought we could move the needle. And I'm a car nut, um, you know, an enthusiast. And, uh, you know, that's what really led us to this point. Well, and I tell you, I, I want to give you compliments. You moved the needle uh, in a very short time. And so um, I'm always excited to talk to you guys, especially today. We've had you on before, but today we're just going to get a little more personal. And, and we're really going to aim at taking and helping people their business. Now, I want to tell you that, you know, Michael, you got the message about, you know, flashing your company up, but Chris, you know, I mean, you're not wearing colors, you know. <laughs> okay, I was going to put on a You're Able shirt, but I wanted to get, I wanted to dress nice for you, Rennie. Take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, there's, I think, yeah, okay, okay. I'm still going to go, Michael, you're wearing colors, you know. I have my colors all around me. I think you're still tired from going out with my daughters in Vegas. Last year at <laughs> you're not wrong. I was actually just thinking about them the other day. We went to a wedding this past weekend, and I wore this bright red lipstick. And when we were out with your daughters, they were wearing this bright red lipstick, and they gave me some. And now every time I wear bright red lipstick, I think about your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good thing or a bad thing? I'm going to say it's a good thing. It's okay. like I'm ready to party. Good. There you go. <laughs> hey, how, uh, we're, and we're going to go, you guys answer this. I'm going to put the question out to both of you. Okay. And, 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 and so how long um, have you been reliant in business? You know, how long has it been um, that you've kind of been on your own? So Michael, I'm sure because, you know, we're the elders on the call that we're going to probably start with you. And then Chris, you can say, well, I've been reliant for like uh, 4.6 months because you're like 12, you know? <laughs> Sir, I am 26 and a half. Oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know, what's, you know what's cool though? Uh, I have got Doc Martin boots older than you. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding you. I've got a pair of Doc Martin boots that are about six months older than you. That's right. I have a couch in my office right here that's older than me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, so Michael, when did all this, when did all this, this start with you of, of being self-driven and self-motivated. Oh my gosh. I mean, this goes, this goes way back for me. Um, right out of college. Um, you know, I, I trimmed trees to help put myself through college um, for the electric company. So I was the guy that was climbing the trees and up there with pruners and saws and cutting stuff around. That's the electric cool. So that's how I put myself through school. Um, and, you know, when I finally got, got out of that and, and graduated, I was waiting to get into a couple of different medical schools at the time. And I just had a happenstance encounter with a guy who worked at DuPont Pharmaceuticals. And, you know, he basically ended up offering me a job that I ended up getting and relocating, you know, my, my burgeoning family at that point from Chicago out to Los Angeles. So that was in 1988. Um, so I, I've really, you know, been kind of on my own as, a, as an entrepreneur, locked within giant businesses since then. Um, so, yeah, I started with DuPont Pharmaceuticals way back when. Uh, but that really didn't stop me from being quite entrepreneurial. Um, so, you know, I developed a software system for them that ended up changing, you know, an area of medicine um, in the United States uh, for them. It wasn't my job. It was just a good idea that kind of hit the mark. And you know, I had the, the wherewithal to see it through. That's, so that's it's awesome. really been since 88 for me that I've been in various large uh, um, companies, um, 
but you, uh, you know how it is, Rennie. You, you make your career what you want it to be. You can be a sheep and just kind of, you know, disappear within uh, DuPont, 92,000 employees. <laughs> or, you know, you can try and make a mark and make the place better, um, you know, through your, your own awesome you know, activities. Awesome words. Okay, so Chris, 26 and a half. Uh, <laughs> how long, what, what so I'm sure that, because, you know, you, you guys are relatively new into the detailing industry, but um, did you work for others before you, you guys started this family venture up? And if so, what'd you do? And then how, how long ago did you guys start working on that? So a two-part question to Chris. Yeah. So this is kind of all playing into, you know, the your story concept. And, and it all started with our story um, and kind of how we got started. And, and it's been a really cool thing to witness and to really be a part of because, the way that, you know, my dad really made a mark with software back in the day, and that was kind of his first venture into, you know, an entrepreneurial path, that's exactly how, how our story started too. And when I was working at a pharmaceutical company before this, I was working in sales, um, and it was a really new portion of the company, and I wanted to build a system that would help us manage that. Um, so I ended up reaching out to my brother, Kyle, um, who is also a part of your able. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, I had this idea for a system that would help manage my sales team here. Could you help me build that? Um, and again, that, that wasn't either of our jobs. We were just kind of doing it for fun because that was something that we really felt passionately about. It was, it was just a fun passion project. Truly. Um, we weren't getting paid for, for any of it. Um, and we ended up building this system and, and that's ultimately what launched your able because that was such a successful process. It was so much fun for us to work together and we're both very young. I mean, my brother, he's five years older than me. Um, but at that point and still at this point, you know, neither of us have any kids or anything. Although Kyle does have his first kid on the way. We're oh, so excited. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> his wife is due in February, actually on my birthday. And I'm, I, I can't talk about it or else I'll start crying. Um, <laughs> but we're very excited about that. But at that point, you know, neither of us had any families or anything like that. So we figured, you know, if we're going to take a risk, let's do it now. Um, and, and that's when we started the company. And that was March of 2017, I think, right? Wow. So we're well, coming I, up. We're I, basically. I met you a 18. short time after that. Yeah. I was 18. It, yeah, it was 18. Right. Yeah. I retired yeah. in October of 17. Wow. Yeah. So you guys yeah, we swiftly away. brought dad right out of retirement. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's having a horrible time. He's yeah. having a bad time. Yeah, that smile. I love the video that went up, and I can still see it in my brain that was recently of, of him going through a tunnel in his, in his Audi. Because, uh, uh, you know, I was like, how childish. Totally reminds me of me. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Totally reminds me of me. I still do it. Rev it up, right? You got to. Yeah, hey, you, you're not a car enthusiast if you don't do a tunnel pull. Okay. okay. Just, <laughs> I even know where the canyons are on the road up to our town. I know where I get good echo, you know, off the hills. And I'm like, turn down the stereo, listen to the, listen to the exhaust, you know? And honestly, that's as fun for me as it is for him. He's like a little kid. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I do too. Well, I like his face, that little, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so hey let me what was your guys's majors so in 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 college i was a, a pre-med major so uh, focused on the uh, biology and physics side of things there you go chris and i was an environmental science major <laughs> wow how's that going 
Uh, I'm not using it, but I had a great time. <laughs> okay, so that brings up another great question. For those that don't have a, de have a degree, by the way, I was 40. When I completed my bachelor's, I was 47. And when I completed my master's, I was 53. And so, and I, and, and, and I, well, I honestly, I did it because the National Guard gives us free education. And I was like, oh, shit, it's free. I don't have an excuse anymore, you know? Just, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for those that don't have a degree, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of value to street degrees too, but I do think that college helps you learn. It teaches mm -hmm. you to learn. So what, for those that don't have a degree, you know, we were just talking, we've got to, hold on, we're going to switch the camera right there. That guy, this guy right there. See him right there in the middle. <laughs> He's our youngest student ever. He's 16 years old. Oh, man. Oh, man. Can you believe that? I'm older than someone. Yes. What's up? That's exactly <laughs> it. That's it. He was just saying how cute you were, too. So, you know, he's like, dang, man. For, yeah, yeah. Did you hear him say that? I heard him say that, too. Uh, we'll switch the camera around now. We're going to go over to a married couple now. We're going to go right over to the married couple. There we go. Um, so, you know, for those that don't have that don't have college degrees, what would your message be, you know? Oh, there's, there's so many ways to, to go about life. Um, you know, my, my parents, neither of my parents went through college. Uh, my dad was a World War II vet. Um, they, my mom and dad met shortly after he came back from Germany. And, uh, you know, their goal was to try and, you know, have their kids graduate through college. So they put all through all five of us um, through school. Um, they didn't have a lot of money, um, so we all found our own ways to get it done, whether it was through academic scholarships or sports scholarships or, you know, just working during the summers to try and raise money. But, you know, my dad was still to this day one of the smartest guys I've ever known. And I mean, I learned everything, like taking care of a house. I'm a homeowner, right? Oh, my gosh. The stuff I learned from my dad is just priceless. That's, that's the gift that just keeps giving, you know. Yeah. Um, and none of that came from, you know, a formal education. Um, so I think, you know, for, for me, I needed a little bit more time to mature as an individual. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, your stereotypical kind of slow bloomer. Um, so I needed a few years to not thrust myself into the workforce. I needed to kind of mature and figure out who the heck I am. I'm not definitely not the 16 year old kid that already knows what he's doing and has taken steps <laughs> to make it happen. That's freaking awesome. Right. Um, but that wasn't me back in the day. Yeah. I needed that time. That, uh, just made, that just made him, hold on, we got to move the camera again. <laughs> that, that just made him smile real big time. You know, he was like grinning, man. I mean, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So we'll, and so, you know, uh, Chris, what would you say to those that don't have, is, is there anything that you would suggest to them? Are there classes you think that that would be smart for them as an entrepreneur to take, uh, even if their intention is not to get a degree, but to go educate? Yeah, honestly, self-education has been a passion of mine. I just really like to learn. And, you know, my parents' philosophy when it came to college and, and why I majored and what I majored in was, you know, just go get the degree, learn how to learn, meet people, have experiences. Um, and, and that's, that's really what it has to be, unless you're looking to get into something super technical, like engineering or something like that. Amen. So I learned about what I loved learning about, and I really developed a love for learning. And, and that's something that I'm carrying forward now. So, you know, I'm constantly reading books. Books is the best thing you can do. Podcasts, best thing you can do. That is like all I do with all of my time is just listen to, to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, read new books always looking for new book recommendations because you can teach yourself so much 
outside of just a formal education. And honestly, I think there's so much more value in that because it's something that you're actually wanting to learn about. It's something that is your specific decision to learn about this exact topic. Um, I and a, I really I have, a, I, go ahead. I got a book for you. Do you? Delaney, our daughter, which you know, well, yeah. a little too well. Uh, thank you. For, <laughs> it's called, thank you for arguing. It's a, it's a okay. deep book. It's amazing. Uh, and it's going to be able to, it, what it will teach you is a lot about relationships and business, but for that future husband, you're just going to be able to thrash him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he has no chance of standing up against you when you read this book. I just Perfect. got it. It's so, it's so deep. I've got to go back for a second read. Wow. That sounds yeah. good. I'm going to have to get that one. It is. It's, it's one of those books that it's like, you're not going to walk away saying, wow, that changed my life, but you're going to walk away saying, wow, that taught me a lot. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And yeah. then you put it down and like never read it again because it's, it's very deep and it makes you really, it's, it's, it's a, it's one of those books that makes you think you can't just yeah. read it. You've got to like study it. Yeah. Uh, that, well, so let me, let me chime in on behalf of Kyle because, you know, Kyle got his degree in uh, uh, GIS, so uh, geographic yeah. information systems, yeah. geography. Mm -hmm. um, he taught himself the coding aspect of things and, wow. and uh, graphic design. I didn't um, know so, so like Chris was saying, you know, there's so many opportunities to do self-education. Um, it's amazing. Um, going into entrepreneurialism, though, you really need to kind of question what you don't know. Um, you know, the, it's like the, the age old thing, you know, with like the golfer, you know, if you're a good putter, why are you always on the putting green putting? Maybe you should be over on the driving range learning how to drive the ball better. <laughs> you know, right. focus on what you're not good at. Right. So you guys need to do a little um, self-reflection, I think, um, as people move into entrepreneurial positions where they're becoming reliant on themselves to run a business. Um, so really be critical about yourself and, and figuring out what you don't know and try and focus on those areas and those, I, I don't want to call them weaknesses because they're really just kind of evolving areas um, as you mature in business. Um, but always, you know, try and find those blind spots that you have and try and, you know, plug in the, the, the knowledge to, to plug those up. You know, that's a great, that's a great, I'm glad you said that, Michael, the way you did. One of the things I found is that as, as the weak spot in our industry is finance, a lot of people just don't understand money um, or how to manage it. But what I've learned is I've, as I've matured, aka gotten older, uh, aka gotten old, um, is that. <laughs> Is, as your position in life changes, your need for new information changes too. Mm -hmm. And I found that finance and real estate and stuff like that, um, it, it's, A, it's fascinating. And then B, boy, it's, it's, it's a daily part of your life and business. And you better know those things. And so I always tell people, man, never stop studying money, you know, and understanding. And, and you have a really good CPA. Haven't, you know, I, we don't use attorneys too often, but, we know, you know, we know a couple in the event we need one. Um, but our accountant is like, I mean, bro, you know, I mean, yeah. it's same basis. Um, Diana, or I talk to him, you know, at least once a month, if not a couple, two, three times. And so I think understand being able to understand what they're laying down is really important. Yeah. And there's a lot of moving parts once you get into a business, There is, you know, and things aren't um, always self-evident things that do make sense to you on the surface. Once you peel down a few layers of that, you understand, geez, I'm not, I'm setting myself up for failure four months down the road because I set something up a certain way. Yeah, um, so, you know, having, having, you know, long-term vision is an important thing. And a lot of that just comes from experience, but it also comes from, 
you know, filling your blind spots with knowledge. Well, that's, that's great input. So family business, good, bad, and the ugly. I mean, I, it's I think all good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, you know, as long as it's laid out right and everybody knows what they're doing and stuff. And, you know, you guys, you guys, I think are a great example uh, to, to, to entrepreneurship and the family. And so input on that, what would you say? Well, I'd like to start here because people do ask us this a lot and just, you know, like, oh, do you hate each other yet? And, and our answer is always no, because we've never hated each other. Like we've never had a, a tumultuous relationship. Me and Kyle have been so blessed to have parents that have set such a great example. My parents love each other and that is what we grew up with and that is what we learned. Um, so when it comes to just transitioning that from just being a family to being business partners, it's the same. Like it always starts with love and, and there's never any, uh, there's never any anger between us. There's, there's discussions and we work through them and, and that's what we always, you know, witnessed my parents doing growing up. So it's kind of second nature at this point. And honestly, it's been such a blessing because I love my family so much and I love working with them. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's really been great. And, and Michael, from a, you know, from a, from a, a father standpoint, and how does it feel to, you know, work with your kids and see them, what they're doing within the company, you know? It, it, it's the dream, you know? I mean, it really is. And, and when I retired, I, this wasn't even a thought um, to do something like this. Um, I, I left everything I had on the field, so to speak. Right. You know, I, I, that was the last 10 years in particular in my career. That, that took a lot out of me. Um, so I was really happy to take a, take a big step back. Um, but working with the kids, this has re-energized me. Uh, and I mean, I am pumped to go to work every friggin' day. <laughs> and I mean, we have great scrimmages, you know, because we do respect one another. Um, we all have our lanes um, that we work in. Um, but, you know, the kids, they, they fire me almost every week, you know, but, it, <laughs> but it's done out of love, you know? <laughs> you know, so I don't take it personally. <laughs> well, it's, we, we always, you know, because Diane and I have always ran a family business and Diane usually quits once a year. <laughs> I fire her once a year. And then I quit. I'm, I'm a little more of pouty. So I usually quit like twice a year. Uh, and I'm fired like uh, monthly, you know, like every single month. Pick up your paycheck. I'm done. And then she realizes, crap. I, yeah, she needs me a little bit. So, um, and then Crispin and, I, Crispin and I, Chris and I spend so much time together. You can see his picture right now. He, he's starting to look just like me. You know, I mean, if you look at my picture. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, er hey, everybody forgot what you look like, by the way, because they can't see you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'll give them. I'll, I'll take and I'll switch it over for just a bit. How's that? There we go. There you go. I'll switch it over. So so now, what are you guys – so you guys are relatively new, and, and I'm going to let you answer this because I know the answers. What have you guys gotten right in business so far? What have you gotten right? Um, um, oh, okay. Do you want to no, go first? Go ahead. Okay, okay I'll go first because I actually did think about this one. Um, and I think a big thing that we did right, and this was a goal that we had from the very beginning, was creating a community um, and, and focusing on like the human aspect um, of, of the industry and, and of business, really. Um, and I think we've really been very successful in doing that. We have genuine supporters out there. We have people always asking like, oh, how much is your able paying you to say that? And they're very quick to say, they're not paying us. Like we're paying them to use the software because we yeah. like it that much. And, and that just comes back to creating a community and, and really connecting with people. Love it. Michael, what do you think? Um, so for me, it goes back to kind of an age old um, methodology that, that I've always imparted. And that is about 
customer-driven insight. Uh, we are very good about reaching out to the customer to figure out what they need. Uh, there is no point in us coming up with a solution that's in search of a problem. <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just backwards. And a lot of places do that, right? They come up with something, oh, this is whiz-bangy and fancy. It doesn't solve a damn thing, but it's cool. So right. it's a solution that's in search of a problem. Um, I really like going out to the community, seeing what the needs are, and then developing something that's quite specific to address them. There, there's no reason to go another route. And I've done that. I did that back when I was fixing, you know, anticoagulation in America. It right. wasn't my job. It was just a good idea. I, you know, and I talked to the cardiologists about what are the struggles you're, you're dealing with, with, you know, managing this particular therapeutic class and figured out a way to automate some of that stuff. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. It changed everything. I, I think what you guys have done a magical job, I'll put it in real simple terms. I think that you've gr created this friend and fan base. I think you made, for, let's talk about our own friendship. You know, we met, we met back at Barry's event and it was, and it was, it was instant respect. And then it went straight into a fan base. And I think that, you know, the companies, uh, first off, congrats to you guys, because I think the great companies out there have done that in and out burger, Chick-fil-A, um, they don't just have customers, they have friends and they have fans. And I think that's anybody that's watching you guys watch these guys on, on how they are. Is that me? Oh, that's me. Hold on. My alarm's going off. <laughs> Tell me to do something. Uh, I've got 14 alarms a day. And so it, it's, but I think that the, the friend part and the fan part is huge on how you guys done it, you know? So oh, we're really humbled by it too. You know, you never know what to expect. You know, you're launching a brand new thing into an industry that you're an unknown entity. Right. But all you can do is be authentic and be genuine and be yourselves and, you know, present yourselves, you know, in that way. Um, right. So it's really been humbling to really see the, the traction. But some of that comes from, you know, we're delivering a, a, a bona fide solution that's solving some, some real challenges for people. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you have to have that, you, you, you know, you can't just be uh, nice and, you know, you have to have the meat too. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, you know, honestly, I think it's really hard. I think it's harder for people to build friendships and fans than it is to have good services and products. Mm -hmm. I think people struggle with that. You guys happen to have a really great product and you've built this friendship base up that's turned into fans. Well, and really my goal is, is really to make every interaction the best interaction that it can be. Um, because why not? Why wouldn't you want every conversation that you have to be a great one? And, you know, I obviously have, you know, sales training from pharmaceuticals and that's very technical sales training. And, you know, you learn methods of like the right amount of eye contact and, you know, the best way to finagle them into X, Y, Z. And uh, it, it makes it so complicated. But, you know, what I've learned through this is, you know, if you want people to think that you care, then care. If you want people to think that you're listening, then listen. And, and it's as simple as that. And when you do those things, you're doing all the right things, you're being authentic, then it's easy to create a community around that because people believe in you, they like you, they believe in your product and, and they want to see it through. Well said. Is there anything that you guys kind of got a little wrong that you had to write and how'd you go about it? Uh, with uh, respect to your able? Even in business, any example. 
Oh gosh. I, need I mean, I would say something that, that we're always sort of tossing around because it's, we always want to make sure that we're doing our own thing. We're not watching what other companies are doing and trying to, you know, follow that. But yeah. something that we're always kind of contemplating is um, sort of like being a bit more assertive with like the way that we market and the way that we, you know, reach out to, to customers. Cause you see lots of systems out there where they're, you know, doing a lot of self-promotion and like a lot of plugging everywhere um, or they're emailing every single day. And, you know, we don't necessarily want to be like that because we don't want to be seen as just like, oh, that's like a company. We want to be seen as people. Like we're people working with other people. And, and along with that, we don't want our interactions to be, you know, not genuine. Uh, so that's something that we're always kind of tossing around. Should we be more assertive? Should we be reaching out more? Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm happy with where we're at with that because I think all of our interactions are, are genuine and positive. This is completely off. It's, it's um, off track a little bit. So right now it's a family-based business. At some point you guys are growing. How do you bring another person in to help with your quest? And, and what would you look for in, in hiring that person? Well, it would, it would first really depend on uh, what is the area that we're struggling with? You know, is it, is it going to be a customer service oriented thing? Is it more of the technical, the development side of things? Um, so that would, that would kind of, you know, drive where we're going to hire next. Um, but the, the stuff that we're looking for is probably not going to be a technical expertise. It is going to be more of a personnel uh, and personal fit. Um, so I'm going to be hiring a human being, not a technician, right? It. Right. Human being first, technician second. I love it. I love it. Chris, any input on that one? No, I totally agree. If, if you know, we were going to bring somebody on to, to work with me and the customer side of things, you know, I want it to be somebody that can have conversations, you know, like that's, that's what we're doing. It's not, you know, I'm not going to teach you how to sell, you know, that's, that's not the way that we, we do it. And people always call what I do like, oh, sales calls. And it's like, no, like, I'm just talking, like, <laughs> we're just having a conversation. And, yeah. and that's, that's what it should be. And that's what I, I want our legacy to continue to be is just, you know, talking with other people. And, and I would want somebody that can fill that role um, and, and feel like they're part of the family as well. How, how hard of a decision has that been a topic yet within your guys' uh, you know, is it something that's um, yeah, no, we, we talk about it. Um, we haven't gotten to the point that we've hit a pressure point that it needs to be addressed yet. Uh, but, you know, clearly I'm always, you know, six months down the road. I'm always thinking ahead. Um, so the day is going to come and it's probably going to come sooner rather than later that we need to hire someone. I'm not sold on where that's what area that is yet. Um, the time zones are difficult for us. So we've got customers from the UK to Australia. That is, that is problematic, right? I mean, so I'm up super early dealing with the UK guys. Chris stays up late and deals with the Australian guys, you know? Yeah. You got shift one, two, and then three. Yeah. You know? It's tough, man. Thank God I'm, a, I'm an early riser. That is. that is. Wow. So we're wow. probably going to need to do something that's more geographically focused to help us out a bit with that uh, because, you know, we're, we're big preachers of creating a great customer experience. And that is really what underpins the design work within your able itself. But we want to de deliver that for our customers as well. Um, so we really work hard to create a great customer experience when, you know, 
people are going to trust you're able to help run their company. Um, that's not kidding around. It shouldn't be, you know, gone into lightly. This is, this is a serious decision and it should be one that you're planning on a long-term relationship. You, changing systems is a pain. It's a pain in the butt, right? So if you're in with a, a system and you're looking to convert to something else, and I don't care what it is, system A to system B, man, make sure it's worth it <laughs> because it's tough. It, yeah, it's tough right. and you really need to commit um, you know, to make that change and make it a long-term thing. You don't want to be dabbling in this. Do your research up front, look hard, and then make the decision and then just do it. Because the time involved that you're going to have switching anything is going to be massive, you know? Yeah, well, there's a, oftentimes it's a step back before it's a step forward. Yeah, when we were implementing, you know, a Microsoft Dynamic AX, a huge, you know, full-blown ERP system at Pentech Health, oh, man, that was heavy lifting. You know, and, and the company as a whole had to take a step back. It took us a year just to implement the finance module. I mean, we're, and we're you know, a company doing 200 million a year. You know, so I mean, just to implement one module of that system took us a year to do. So that was a lot of pain, but you know, the payoff was going to be you know, the scale that enabled us to have down the road. You know, so we made the decision, all right, this is gonna be worth the pain. <laughs> And, you know, we did it. So best, uh, I'm going to, a two-part question. Best business advice you've ever been given and best personal advice you've ever been given. Oh, for me, I guess it's, kind of, um, it's similar, actually. Um, best business advice I ever got was if you take care of the people, the business will take care of itself. And I think that that relates to both your employees, as well as your customers. You know, if you take care of the people, the business will take care of itself. So to me, that kind of hits both of those things that you're asking about. It's business and it is personal. I like it, Chris. Geez, that was, that was as good as it gets. Honestly, I would say something similar. Um, I obviously don't have a 30-year career to, to pull that from. But I mean, that's, that's what I've learned. And honestly, that's what you've taught us. Um, so most of our, our business advice, we're, we're getting right from dad, and, and that's pretty special. That's cool. And so, it's fun for me to you know, be a business mentor for these guys. I had great mentors growing up, and if people think they're so smart they don't need people around them, they're crazy. Yeah, they're right? The first person they need to look at is the one in the mirror and question their sanity. <laughs> you know? So find mentors in the business. So the 16-year-old kid that's sitting there, you're doing all the right things already. So hats off to you you're way down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's amazed me. So Michael, this is off script a little bit. So, uh, is there, and, and I'm going to say this more as a protective, you know, you've got a son that's going to have a child. Mm -hmm. Um, is, is there been in your career and I'll answer this before you do. Uh, I've had to take and go back and reset myself a few times where my priorities were too focused on business, not on what it should have been. Um, have you had those reality times through your career? Um, of course, you know, we all, we all run into that. Uh, but I, I must say, I, I did a pretty good job um, throughout my career managing that work-life balance aspect. Um, we've, you know, my, my wife and I, all credit goes to Vicki. You know, I wouldn't be half the man I am without her supporting me all these years. Um, but our whole house, we managed with, you know, it's like a no attitude kind of house. You know, if you're having a bad day at work, 
that thing, you leave that on the outside steps, <laughs> right? When you're coming into the house, you know, you're coming in and we're going to be civil with one another. Don't, don't bring your baggage with you. Leave it outside. Um, so I've been careful about that through my career. Uh, clearly, I've had, you know, tough times, you know, growing Pentec from 30 some odd employees to 900 and, you know, growing that business from just a tiny little thing to a nationwide, <laughs> you know, provider in two areas of medicine. It, that, that was stressful beyond belief. Um, but I didn't let it impact, you know, how I was with the, with the kids. So you and honestly, oh, sorry, speaking sorry. as one of the kids, I can absolutely attest to this because I, I never realized, you know, how stressful, stressful things were, especially, you know, when I was younger, obviously, like as I got older and I ended up working for Pentec, you know, I could, I could see it day to day, you know, what that takes and, and what you go through. But, you know, at home, that was never even something on me and Kyle's radar. And, and now looking back at it, that is so impressive. And, and I'm just so grateful. I did. I wasn't as uh, skilled. Uh, and, and, and maybe it's situations. Um, I didn't have any. So Michael, your, your, was your father? I mean, what was the influence? Is this something self-learned, self-taught? Were you mentored to act like that? Or are you, no, you just lucky? I think, I think it was probably my dad. Um, you know, so my dad, you know, he was a World War II vet. He built the house. And I mean, I'm not kidding you. He like put the house together that I grew up in, plumbing, everything. He freaking poured the concrete for our basement. Okay. So, so my dad was one of those guys that just knew how to do everything, you know. Um, and I, I never remember him, you know, coming in and like having a bad day that got poured onto the family. That is, you know, and I'm sure he had them, you know, he was out there laboring outside in the winter in Chicago. Right. So it's like, holy crap, you know, but yet he got five kids, you know, he supported a family of five kids. He grew up from nothing. Um, he got all of us through college. He gave us all, you know, good heads on our shoulders um, and gave us, I, I think kind of the common sense values of, you know, that kind of generation. Um, it's not so much the book learning aspect of it. It's more the street smarts, you know, right. and just the common sense aspects of, of living your life and what really matters. And right. for him, what mattered was setting a great environment for his kids to grow up in because he had a crappy one as a kid and he did not want to repeat that. Well, my kids in comparison, uh, you know, first off kids, sorry, um, <laughs> a little more tense. Uh, you know, it sounds like you kind of were, Chris, you grew up in a Louis Armstrong family. My fam my kids grew up more ACDC. <laughs> it was a little more edgy. Uh, but you know what? It's also, it's a gift. And so, um, you know, I, I love to share this because it's, it's if, if, if you grew up without a father figure, which I did, and I had my grandma, my, my mom did the best job they could. But the biggest mistake I made when I was younger is not, not when, when, it, when it became obvious that I was going to become a you know, father at some point is I believe in mentorship, but I never went that direction of mentorship. You know what I'm saying? Is, mm -hmm. is my, my mentors were like really hardcore and, and that just came out in every aspect of my life. You know, it's just, it's just hardcore driven. And it, I guess it's not a bad thing, right? It is, it, 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 it's our reality, but that, that's great input. Um, so what do you guys, um, Chris, so 
best piece of now you're you're younger so i want I, you're i'm going to go back on you a little bit and hold you accountable to this okay you have been given a piece of advice outside of your family unit that stuck with you what was it you've got to oh give it gosh to okay i'm going to put you on the spot you're putting me on the spot i i mean i do have to say a lot of my my training that i got at pentec and and my boss there a lot of it sticks with me now and just like things that i do just in terms of of staying organized because when you're running a small business, which most of this industry, this is all small businesses, you know, you're not running something huge. Absolutely. And, and as part of that, you need to have systems in place, whether that be a software system or just like your own personal system of staying organized to make sure that you can scale that because you're going to get more customers. You want more customers, but if you're not willing to stay organized through that, then you're not going to be able to scale successfully. Things are just going to be falling off the back as you're adding more to the front. Um, so I think just in general, having systems in place, stay, staying hyper organized with you know how I'm managing all the people that I'm talking to, what I'm talking to them about, always following up. That has really stuck with me from my my Pentech training because that's what we had to do there, and we were always held accountable for that because we had weekly reports that we needed to submit. So that I think really got me on track, and and that's something that I carry forward now. I, I don't, I'm not really held accountable for it at this point, but you know, I'm I'm holding myself accountable accountable for it because this is something that that we all believe in. This is our family business. This is our legacy, and and you know, this is something I I want to be accountable for. That's, that's awesome. So um, let's talk about you guys, and, and, I, and I follow you guys, you know, obviously on, on social media. So I kind of, I already know the answer, but some people don't. So you guys are busy building a business, building a brand, building, a, you know, building, you know, the, the relationships, the fun, everything else. How, what, what fuels that? What do you guys do for fun? When you're not building, you're able, what are you doing for fun? Dad, you go ahead. You have the fun answer. <laughs> well, I'm doing this right back here, right? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a car enthusiast first and foremost. And, and I wanted to be a race car driver when I was a kid. That was my thing, man. I remember having that little Hot Wheel car, and I drove it around this piece of driftwood that sat on, our, on a coffee table that my mom and dad picked up on a beach in Michigan when we were little kids, right? So I had that, I drove that little Hot Wheel car on that piece of driftwood, I mean, for hours on end. My parents probably thought I was, you know, not quite right. But, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to be a race car driver. Um, it took me 50 years to get there, but, you know, I, I love tracking the car. Um, it's been a really great community to become part of. Um, super fun group of uh, men and women. Uh, both. I would love to bring Vicky out with me, but she wants no part of this. Um, so that that's what I do. I, I used to play golf a lot more. Um, I've kind of gone away from that a bit, uh, just because you know once you play that sport at a at a competitive level, um, and then you don't maintain that, it's the, that's a difficult sport to go back to when you can't shoot the way you think you should be able to. Uh, but I've yet to have a bad day at the track. <laughs> That's awesome. Chris, what about you? Yeah, for me, I mean, a lot of what I do is, is all fitness-based. I've, I've always had athletics in my life. I played lacrosse in college. I played six different sports in high school. So that's just always been a part of my life. And um, so right now, I'm actually a bit sad. We just got back from a wedding. And I got my COVID test yesterday, but I'm not going to the gym until I get that, that result back. So I, I have to take a little bit of a break from, from the gym for a few days or maybe a few weeks, but just start lifting your dog again. During COVID. Well, I do have a little basement gym. 
I, I have a basement gym, so I can use that. Um, but a most little time, basement gym. It, it's basically a frigging professional CrossFit gym. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, back in my Pentec days. I just spent all of my money one year on a gym because why not? <laughs> and now I have it. So I do have that to use. But outside of just fitness stuff, you know, anything outdoors, I, I love doing. There's a lake about 15 minutes from my house that honestly, I could go to and just sit by the lake and stare at it for probably five hours and be totally content. Um, so now just lots of outdoor time kayaking i just got a paddleboard and i'm super excited about oh, that that's one of the funnest things in the world man i know i'm so excited it's one of the uh inflatable kinds but i guess it's like pretty high quality i, I don't know it costs a lot but that is just i got into that a few years ago and uh, i'd like to get back into it you talk about yeah. you talk about good balance and and just working your core and just you know i think that as 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 you get at any age i think it's important to keep that balance you know what i'm saying yeah. and that a lot of people lose that in their in their mind. They don't challenge themselves. Simple, simple, simple. Diane cracks up. I've always done it. My grandma taught me. Is I put my shoes on without touching the other foot to the floor. <laughs> because she she died at almost ninety one, and all the way till the end, she was really super active. So she taught me: don't be lazy. Take and hold one foot off the ground. Put your sock on and don't touch anything. Mm -hmm. Balance as your stand. Stand up and put your shoes and socks on. And mm -hmm. I was like. And I've done it since I was a kid. So I love paddleboarding. That's awesome. And you're going to live to be 101. I don't know if I want to. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine? It'll be, it'll be a young 101. Yeah, I don't know. That's the nice thing. I don't look a whole lot different than I did when Diane met me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't know what. I got really lucky because it was like I aged real bad. And, and it's just, it's kind of sticking her. It's like, I look at, you know, I've gotten to know my dad and he's like a roach, man, but he hasn't changed in like 30 years. You know, <laughs> he looked 80 when he was 50 and he still looks 80 at 84. <laughs> and so, and my mom was, my mom died last year with, I have more wrinkles on me than she did. Wow. Unbelievable. So yeah. Anyway. That's, how, that's how my grandma Avens is. My, my dad's mom. She's well, 92. Two. Yeah. Well, you're, you know, if your dad lived in San Francisco, you know, he, he would have challenge walking down the streets, man, because he'd have both men and women going after him. He's a, he's, a, he's a handsome older dude, man. Just saying, you know, just saying. So if, um, if you could say, so, so software, let's talk business for a second. Sure. So some of the advantages of, of, of people taking, I've got, I can list off dozens. We, we talked about it this week, have we not? the importance of taking and modernizing your, your business. So let's talk about the importance, the things that maybe people don't think about. I mean, the obvious is obvious, but I always tell people, this is my little, my little, my little uh, segment into why you need to automate your company is for the price of whatever, whatever software you decide to go with, you're able for the price of you're able, you got a personal assistant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. You got a personal assistant. I mean, yeah. they can take off, so these guys can take so much of your workload off and your stresses and everything else. But you guys, I want to hear it from your mouth. What's some of the biggest advantages of going over to your able? Yeah. I mean, I think um, what I kind of preach a lot is the services that, that you guys are providing detailers are providing is already up here. It's, it's a professional service, you know, and it's, it's being performed very well. And what we want to do with your able is allow the customer service to match that. 
Because um, I think what we were seeing a lot when we were first, you know, deciding to come into this industry was, you know, wow, this service was well done. But then, you know, there's no follow up afterwards. They're, you know, still they're hunting down checks still. Like it's not even, you know, they're not even taking credit cards. Like there was just a lot that was like, wow, this service is amazing. But then everything around that was not matching up to that. And, you know, when you're a guy like my dad with a nice car and you're dropping that off at a place, you want to feel good about that decision. You know, you're dropping off an expensive piece of machinery and you don't want it to be something where you're like, oh God, like not so sure about these guys. Like, do they even have a business license? I don't know. And so we wanted there to be a system that sort of en encompasses that and make sure that that, you know, customer service level is matching the service level. So then, you know, everybody can feel comfortable and more people will be willing to come to a shop like that. Amen. Michael? 100%. Right on target. And I think some, some of the very granular stuff, um, follow-up is hard. Follow-up takes a ton of effort if you're going to try and do that, like, at a personal level. Very, very difficult to do, especially as you're growing and scaling. Um, so that's the first thing that falls off for a service-based business. And I don't care what service-based business you are. I finally had a great service-based business in, in my house, <laughs> right? These guys were on it. They were communicating, you know, with me on a regular basis. Their technicians were spectacular. It was really well executed. And I am going to give them a killer review. Because you know, Rennie, you're, you deal with service-based businesses all the time. We all do as human beings. Nine times out of 10, it's a bad experience, right? Wow. They're, right? And, and we wanted to move the needle in this industry. And I, you know, 30 years of business background, I felt like we can friggin' move the needle for these guys because I love what, I love what the detailing industry stands for and what they're doing. They're not car washers. I wanted to separate them from, from that, right? This isn't a, you know, a guy with a bucket, right? These are people who are skilled at what they're doing, stuff that I'd never do. I mean, I'm a car enthusiast, but you aren't going to see me putting a polisher to this thing. I'm not trained to do it, right? I'd just ruin it. Um, we got, we got a few, when you're ready for that, we got a few guys we know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I could get taught. Yeah, there you um, go. But, but yeah, the, that follow-up aspect and just the customer service and just raising the level of professionalism just in how things are communicated, you know? Make sure that, you know, your sentence structures are solid. Make sure that, you know, you're putting forth a really good appearance of yourself because you are representing the business. And if you got somebody coming in and they're laying down 2,500 bucks to have their car, you know, paint corrected and ceramic coat and you're writing out a, a friggin' paper receipt, you need to rethink what you're doing Absolutely. because that is completely incongruent with the expectations of that customer. I can guarantee it. You know, I was, uh, before COVID all hit, I was at a, a restaurant and, um, you know, bad service is a choice. Mm -hmm. Bad support is a choice because we're talking to a solution right now. Now you guys can't direct their attitudes and their, and their treatment of other people. Uh, that, that's going to be up to the individual. Mm -hmm. But if it, you take one of the biggest struggles that people had is you just nailed it is, is the professionalism, the way it looks, the taste. But I went in this restaurant and the service was so amazing. And they, they took in there, there was, uh, they came up and they said, hey, here's, here's how you pay. If you have any questions, it was all automated. I could pay when I wanted to. It was, all I did was plug 
mm-hmm. and, and oh, and there's a scan. I could bar scan if I didn't want to touch. And this was before COVID. I could scan the device and then do everything on my phone. All I had to do is insert my credit card, pull it out, and I was done touching anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god! And this and 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 the wait staff was so. And then right on it, it said, hey, how would you rate your interactions with your server today? Yeah, that's why they were given such great customer service because it held them accountable right then on the receipt before if you're going to pay with a credit card or debit card, you had the opportunity to review your server right then and there. There you go. Does this for you. It's all part of a, of a grant. Now it's today. It's expected. If you go back Mm -hmm. to pen and paper and writing a receipt, I'm going to look at you and I'm like, really? Okay. If you cut in that corner, What'd you just cut on my car? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, just, it's so incongruent with, with the level of service that you're providing. So let's, we just wanted to level up the industry really around this. I you did a great job. And a side note. So, you know, when I, when I saw your R8 and I see your stories, I went down to, uh, I went down to uh, Audi uh, a couple weeks ago and drove an R8. And, you know, I told them my terms and they couldn't accept it. I, They'd had, they didn't have any 120-month payment plans with 0% financing. Uh, <laughs> it made it happen, you know. I, I tried to talk them into it, but Audi just wasn't seeing it, you know. And uh, you know, I, took, I took all maintenance, including tires and brakes, off the deal, but they still wouldn't do it, you know. Um, so <laughs> it's a great car. But so, you know, any leading out is what would be your encouraging words to people to encourage them to come check you guys out? What? What's the difference makers that you guys make in a business? What are you seeing so far? You guys are relatively new in this, but you've made craters within our industry, positive craters in our industry. Uh, you just come in and just, just really, um, it, I think you've opened a lot of eyes up to the opportunities that software brings. So if you're going to take in and give somebody an honest opinion of, hey, this is what we see, the differences we're making in real life businesses, what would those be? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes back to just the the human aspect of it and people enjoy working with good people and, and that's really what we work to provide and um, we're maybe too accessible. <laughs> um, we we always want to make sure that, that we're staying accessible to everyone. I think that's um, a, a difference maker for us is, you know, just making sure if somebody has a question, if they're trying to just talk to someone, we're going to be there. Um, and, and the genuine support that we have online, people are naturally very curious about it because it's like, you don't, you don't see that too much. And, and we are so grateful for it. Um, we, we never thought that this would happen in a million years. And, and we're just so proud of ourselves for, for building this. And we're just so happy with the community that's around us. It's, it's all really great people and, and we just feel very blessed. So that, that's what I would say. So it's just a little bit of a, a field of dreams thing too, for us, Rennie, you know, it's like, you know, if we build this thing, are they going to come? <laughs> you know, we, we really didn't know, um, you know, what, yeah, but I think some of that comes down to meeting the market where it's, it's currently at. Like you can't be bringing something that's so overly technical and it's really kind of so complex that you, know, you can't warm up to it. Right. So I think we did a really good job of meeting the market where it was at when we came out. Our kind of challenge now is really about maintaining the, the approachability of the system uh, because now the community has grown so big. Um, 
we get, you know, tons of requests on a daily basis of little things that they'd want to get added. And, you know, taken, you know, by themselves, it's, it's not bad. But when you start looking at everything, you know, if we tried to load all that in, I think for new people coming into the system, it, it would be a little off-putting, quite honestly. It would be too heavy of a lift, even though it would be amazing. It, it's just too heavy to get there. Um, so that's our challenge is being, you know, stewards of the brand, uh, which, by the way, this is a big day. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see that, uh, but our, our trademark finally cleared the, the hey. US yeah, I know. So that took about two years to do. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it all goes back to, you know, having good forward thinking. And uh, we love the brand name. There's a lot you can do with your able. It's a it's a great brand name. Um, so we're, we're very pleased with uh, kind of where we ended up with that. I just saw um, a friend of mine that's in another industry just texted me and it popped up on my phone. Um, any plans to go and he's in the body shop industry. And we've got a lot of people in body shop we got a lot of people in pdr got a lot of people in ppf are you guys venturing into those industries is that in the horizon yeah well we've been pulled into them already um but we i i'd say for for things like pdr uh you know there's very uh, specific um, expectations that have been created in the market already so we really aren't really addressing that it seems like it's very well taken care of right now um, so I'm not big into this, like creeping into somebody else's space that has done a great job. I'm just going to let them go. Um, so I'm really happy to kind of stick with our knitting. Um, the vinyl wrap industry and the PPF industry is part and parcel of the detailing industry in our minds. Um, so that's already handled really well. Um, there is one aspect that we want to get, um, you know, built into the system but it's a heavy lift. It's, it's a complicating factor. We go back and forth with our pro users that we may have online. It's a private group. Um, and it's like, okay, one, once we pull the trigger on this, there's no going back because this is just a complicated thing that you're asking us to do. You know, yeah. you're basically turning us into Microsoft project. And if anybody's done project management, like at that level with interdependencies and all of this stuff with scheduling, it's, it's a complicated, heavy lift. So if that's where the market's going to push us, well, then that's where we're going to go. But be careful what you ask for. Why <laughs> do you say that? I want to address something is that risk here. We went into a meeting yesterday uh, for, a, for a big, basically a new business. I mean, it's, it's basically a whole new segment. And it's not even a segment. It's a new business. I mean, it's entirely something new to us. Not, not new, but, boy, I'm being vague, ain't I? Um, but it's... It, <laughs> It's, I, I use the, the Coast Guard, I've got our search and rescue team using what's called GAR, and it's green, amber, red. And, and last night, when I, when I got out of the meeting, I, I was thinking, ooh, this is on the red side. And then by the time I got home, I was like, no, it's, it's amber. I like amber, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because a lot of people won't go to amber, you know? Right. A lot of people want green. They want, okay, let's just go. They don't want to take the risk. How do you guys, I mean, you, you sound like you just evaluated this. You've, you've really stomped over this new opportunity and, you know, it sounds like you're willing to go. How important is it that people just really stop, drop and roll and think about things? And because you could create a lot of problems. Like you said, it sounds real shiny and new and it, sexy and everything else, but there's a cause and effect to everything. Yeah. And that goes to how you, how you solve the problems and don't solve something that really isn't a problem. Um, so 
a hundred percent of what's in your able right now has come from the community. I mean, yeah, we put our spin and flair into it. And I think some of the knowledge that I gained through the years at, uh, you know, in business, I imparted into the system for sure. Um, but the nuts and bolts of it, that's all from the community. So like, that's one of the things people ask us, like, you know, I'm using some other system that isn't, you know, geared towards detailing. It's more broad focus service-based industries. And they use like 10% of it. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, they, a, a detailer doesn't care what a length of pipe costs. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's like that's for the home improvement dudes, right? So 100% of what is in your ABLE will be used on a daily basis by this industry because we don't have any extra stuff in there because we don't cater to anybody else. I love it. Uh, so any questions? You had a question? Um, gotta, actually, come on, come on over. You got to come over so they can hear you. <laughs> hey, Chris. Sorry, my man, my you know this alarm thing. You got so many alarms. I do, and so today's crazy. Hey. So, Chris, we'll 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 key up any questions that come through. We'll start with the group here first. So, shoot. So yesterday I got on your site for the first time. It's awesome. Just kind of playing around with it a little bit. I might have even been talking to you online. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was chatting back and forth with someone. Um, one of the things that I kind of brought popped up to me was um, the ability to schedule. Um, within your calendar versus within your virtual shop. And I noticed that you didn't go by the half hour increments. And so um, I had a question <laughs> that because. <laughs> it's good to chat with you again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said you'd bring it up to the team. So maybe it's already been brought up to the team. No, it actually was. And we talked about this yesterday. I sent a message to, to Kyle and I said, hey, is there any way that we can make it so that the, the business hours can start at, you know, like 830 or 930 or something like that? Because right now we just have it starting at the top of the hour. Um, so he said he was going to look into that. <laughs> I'm glad I can see what you look like now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, Kyle sent a message out this morning. I don't know if you saw it, but he's actually putting that in. It's coming out in the next update. Oh, neat. <laughs> exactly. We've actually, this is how the sausage gets made, seriously. <laughs> wow. That's... So, and the only other thing I noticed was um, that I had a question, if it was possible in the virtual shop to not put prices in so we can be a little bit more flexible with our customers and have more of a discussion with them before they book or let them book the service, but not finalize a price with them just yet. So that was really kind of the only other thing that popped up. Other than that, I'm very impressed with the software. I'm really excited to start using it and implementing it in our shop. When we get back. That's great. I really appreciate that. And actually I, I was getting so excited as you were saying that because with our next update that's coming out, which honestly should be coming out within the next couple of days, um, we've pretty much finalized everything we're going to release in that. But with that is a new pricing option for um, any of your products or services that's going to go on the virtual shop. Uh, actually, I think it's just services. With products, people are going to be buying it. They need to know the price. Um, yeah. But with services, there's a new pricing option in there that's basically just a text field because lots of people want to be able to say like call for pricing or pricing variable or starting at this or this plus, you know, X or, you know, a range, anything like that. So yeah, so we're implementing with this next update, um, basically just a new little field. Um, you will need to still put in a price because when they're checking out, there needs to be like an invoice basically. Um, but what lots of places do that don't necessarily want to list prices right away is just put zero. You can go, they already saw that it's like a call for pricing or pricing variable kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, that's how that will work. That's Thank awesome. You. That's Thank awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, come on over. Come on over. We got another live question. So, I love these live questions. 
Uh, oh, you're, you're right there. You're right there. Right good morning, there. guys. Hey, Hi. good morning. So my question is about invoicing. I'm mobile, and the problem that I have now with the system I use now is my home address shows up on the invoice. <laughs> is there any way that your um, software can fix that for me? Yeah, yeah. we actually implemented that uh, a couple weeks ago with allowing you to just turn off your address displaying on the invoice because that was happening to lots of mobile businesses out there. They didn't want their home address being listed on there, um, which is, yeah, that's weird. You don't want people knowing where you live. So yeah, for our mobile businesses, you can now turn off the, the address field. So then it's not going to list that. All right, thank you. That's awesome. And that, again, that's stuff that came from the market. Yeah. <laughs> Is that cool or what? So, hey, Chris, any other questions uh, from the people online? I have a, uh, one from Mark Nelson. You know, he says uh, he's not really great with computers. Um, he wants to know how difficult it could be for somebody that really has no computer experience. So, okay, so I always tackle this at the beginning of all the tours that I give, which by the way, for anybody listening that doesn't know this, I offer one-on-one -on -one tours to anybody that asks. If you want a one-on-one -on -one tour of your ABLE and kind of what goes on in there, how everything works, you can reach out to us anytime. We are accessible everywhere. Reach out to us on Facebook, reach out to us, you know, on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Um, on our website, the live chat. Um, but the, the way I always start out those one-on-one -on -one sessions is explaining sort of the interface and how we built it specifically for that reason to make sure that it's an easy to use system because, you know, there are lots of features. We're adding new features every day, it seems like. And so it, we need to make sure that the, that the interface is still something that's, that's you know, um, something that is approachable. Um, and along with that is making sure that there are certain patterns. Patterns is super important for making an easy to use system. And when you have patterns, it doesn't matter what page you're on. If you're familiar with those patterns, you know that there's going to be an add button at the bottom, or you know that there's going to be an options button in the top right corner, then you know how to use the system everywhere. You know, you don't need to know exactly what goes on on each page, but you can figure it out because of these patterns. So I always start out by that or, or talking about that. And, and the feedback on that is always like, oh, like this is so easy. Like I can go on this page and I can add a job here and oh, I can change the date over here by clicking this edit button. And you know, it, things just make sense when you understand the, the patterns that are in there. Um, and, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on. That's something that Kyle really prides himself on. He always wanted to create something that was usable for everyone because you know, in this industry, you're gonna have really young guys, you got a 16 year old there that's gonna be very comfortable with compute computers. And then you'll have guys that have been in this industry for years and years, decades, and, and they're maybe not gonna be so comfortable using you know, software, but we wanted to create something where everybody feels very comfortable using it. Um, and I think we've been pretty successful in doing so. And I, I got to say, it's kind of been an eye opener for me uh, because, yeah, coming out of the corporate world, everything is based on computers. Um, this industry, we've got many, many of our businesses are running right from this. Mm -hmm. They don't even have a laptop. They're running their company from a cell phone. It's shocking to me. Um, but, you know, again, that goes to the interface and, you know, not having it be something that's so heavy and complex that you can't make it run on a mobile device. Um, mm -hmm. So the hat's off to Kyle. He's the man behind the curtain. And, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed to have him because oh, hey, man, without him, we'd be toast. <laughs> Apollo 13 didn't have the computing capability that phone does. So, hey, I know, <laughs> right. You can run a damn business. 
The other thing I'm going to add to that is that for those that don't have computer experience, you know, I'm a Mac guy. Um, I actually like, I'll, I'll say this, this is going to be shocking to the, to the iPhone people. I think Android's a better phone, uh, but the way that your iPhone ties into your Mac and your, 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 your desktop and everything else. My point to this is that Mac puts on great training seminars. You can go to the, uh, the Apple store and take classes. So if you're, if you don't, if you're not computer savvy, go buy a Mac and talk to them about coming into their classes um, because it's not just going to help you in your business. It's going to help you with the software. It's going to help you in every aspect of your life. And so I love Macs just because of the, the support network. You there know? you go. Yeah. The experience they're giving you. Absolutely. And so I, I think. But it's also incumbent upon you to put forth the effort, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's what, again, why I say if, if you're going to get into this and you're going to systematize your business, go into it like you mean it. Don't, you don't want to be a dabbler in this. You want to go in like you mean it. It's a serious decision. You know, this is something that's going to help you run your company. So I'm not 100% into my business. I'm 2000% into my business. Right. Exactly. It's how everybody should be. You know, you've got to, and that means if there's a part of your business that you're not comfortable with, you go get comfortable with it. You know? <laughs> yep. uh, I don't do my own taxes for a reason. I'm not a CPA. And, uh, you know, again, I come back and you tell them very, I'm very close to software and I'm very close to my CPA because it automates and it keeps you out of jail, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, Chris, any other questions? Yeah, I got a couple more. Um, one of them is from an existing user, I think her name is Janice, um, asking about a double booking issue, wants to know uh, what the status is on that. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what she's talking about, but um, it could be something with, we changed the, the way the virtual shop works. Um, this was like, honestly, a couple months ago now, so I don't know if this is what she's talking about. Um, to basically be able to set job thresholds um, for the way your customers go on and book. So, you know, if you're a one-man band and you want to make it so that, like, you only do one job at a time, and, you know, as soon as there's one job in there, it blocks that slot from anybody else being able to book during that, then you can set your threshold to one. If you're a larger shop and maybe you have eight bays running simultaneously and you don't want your calendar to be blocked prematurely, then you can bump up your threshold to eight. And then, you know, there can be eight simultaneous jobs booked up um, before anything is blocked off. So we we built that specifically for this industry because there is a lot of variability with that. And typically the mainstream online booking platforms um, that aren't necessarily just for detailing, um, they'll they'll just block the calendar after one. Um, and, and that worked fine for the smaller shops, but the bigger shops were like, what the hell? Like this is leading to massive underbooking for me. Like it looks like my calendar is totally blocked off. I still have six bays open and I need people to fill those. Um, so if, if that's what you're talking about, then this has been addressed. <laughs> she, she said, she says yes, with about eight different exclamation points. Yeah. So you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There's a video on this too. Go ahead and look that up. It's in, hopefully you're in one of the private groups we've got. We have all our tutorials locked up within these private groups. So yeah. our users can get all of the educational stuff that they need. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, we got uh, Domingo. He is in the Bahamas. Wants to know if he could use the software there. What's the international aspect to this? Actually, I think I think it's not available in the Bahamas, but I'm not positive. I'm not certain there either. I'll make a note of that one and we'll answer that. Yeah. Okay. So right now it's U.S., uh, the U.K., Canada, and Australia. Mm -hmm. um, we we can pull the trigger on the EU. Um, 
it's it's not so much the software it's more the uh, regulations around automated uh, communications um, it's quite um, complicated over there from a regulatory standpoint um, so when we're sending out automated text messages or automated emails um, there's a lot of regulations around that space um, it can be done uh, correctly um, and that's the only way we're going to do this um, so it's really about just crossing those uh, regulatory hurdles um, I also really need to brush up on my European languages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got to brush up on Spanish and French and German before we can. <laughs> I'm really good at British and Irish and Scottish. And, you know, I got that down kind of, you know, <laughs> all the other ones, not so good. Uh, that, that's amazing. So well, you, D Domingo, they'll look into it, but I would suggest, uh, Send them a quick note or email too, just to let them know that you're interested in using it there and see what they can do for you. Hit us on the live chat so, so we have uh, your uh, contact info and we can keep you in the loop because we are going to be expanding. We just wanted to get some other things um, done within the system first uh, before we start tackling all the different currencies and tax structures and regulatory structures around the, uh, the communications. Oh, how many times in a year are you guys doing updates to the system? Oh, God. <laughs> I, the the real question that we'd be able to answer is maybe how many times a month because I don't think we could count for the year. <laughs> that's a great. That's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, J, JD up in Oregon is asking uh, how different is the interface from one device to another? So like from phone to tablet to to laptop. It's almost identical, um, if not exactly identical, other than just the fact that things need to be squeezed in a little bit. Um, unlike a lot of software companies, we actually designed this initially to just be run on mobile. Um, normally it's like the desktop comes first and then they make like a mobile compatible version that's like trimmed down and you know, you don't have as many features. We actually built it first for mobile because we knew that that's what this industry needed. And then sort of secondary, like, oh yeah, we should probably put it on desktop too. Um, so the systems, both of them do exactly the same thing. There are certain things that you can do in mobile that you can't do on desktop, namely, you know, anything with the camera, scanning bins, taking pictures, capturing signatures. Um, you can do all of that with mobile that you can't even do necessarily on the computer because you don't have a camera or a touchscreen. Um, so the, the mobile version is, is, tends to be a bit more comprehensive than even the desktop version. I know JD very well. JD, the, the phone version, it's smaller. <laughs> yeah, but from, next in a minute. Chris is bang on though. From a from a structural standpoint, these things are almost identical. There are slight differences with uh, what you're able to do simply because of the hardware. Also, quick note, Domingo, I will shoot you an email right now. He just sent his email through. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Chris, anything else? Uh, well, I, I think you just touched on it, Michael. JD continued to ask, so do you lose any features between, you know, one, one way or another? Uh, the, the only thing um, that's different that I really love doing on the computer versus the phone um, is uh, the way you can structure a job, um, schedule it right in a calendar. You can do a click and drag, like right on your calendar. Um, but you can't do a click and drag on a device because it thinks that means scroll. 
<laughs> so, so you can just click it and then you got to enter the, you know, the, the time and, and whatnot. Uh, but I really like the click and drag aspect of it um, on a computer. But other than that, no. It's, it's, that's it's, like literally the only thing. <laughs> that's about it. I'm sitting here thinking, what else is there? I don't think there is anything. I, I listen to the younger generation. Nothing against you guys. It, it's, you're my energy. Uh, I hear you guys go, oh, man, that seems a little more complicated. Do you realize how hard it was to run a business 25 <laughs> years ago? I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, come on. How lazy can you be? You know, I mean, these guys have made it like super simple, you know, I mean, program. So you mean you didn't know your profit per job when you did it in real time? <laughs> No, I mean, if you, I want to find, I'll have to send you a copy of our earliest, we call it our burn rate, rate. and oh my gosh, <laughs> computerized, but, and, and even then though, to, to, to enter in, it was all DOS, you know, I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was just, I mean, you guys, you had to know code to use a computer, you know, <laughs> then you guys need to know ABC or one, two, three, or, you know, colors, or, I mean, it's like, come on. So, Chris, any other questions before uh, before we uh, adjourn out of here? Uh, I think that's about it on the questions. You guys had a really nice comment come through on here from uh, Jessica Rook. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but she pretty much loves it and loves you guys. So that's that. Well, thanks, Jessica. Yeah, uh, Jessica just joined actually. So yeah, we're happy to have you uh, join the Look community. You know, look how cool is they know who they've communicated with. I mean, cool what? So hey, here, real quick before we adjourn, I want to do one thing. I want to take, and Chris, you just hit on something. I want to invite you guys back. Let's do a live walkthrough, a demo next. And, and that way uh, we can tie it right off the back of this. So we'll get Chris and Chris to schedule that in. We'll come on and we'll just, we, we won't do a podcast, so to say. We'll do kind of a live event. I'll go out to, to, uh, We'll do it on Instagram. We'll do it on Facebook. We'll do it on Zoom. And so we'll get you guys in. And that way you guys can do it on a grander scale, you know, maybe get and, – and that way it can go on for – it's got a little bit of lifespan on it too. But yeah, I want yeah. people to get to know you guys, you know. I mean, that's the most important part of your, of your company. You know, it is. You guys are. Well, that's why we're doing the whole Your Story um, campaign. That's I mean, not, uh, you know, a small investment on our part. Um, yeah. you know, we're flying a, a bona fide film and production staff around the country absolutely I the car from philly to portland and you know drove it all around the pacific <laughs> northwest and then drove it all the way home that's when i got to do that tunnel pull for you renny <laughs> you should have come up the big bear is what you should have done because that thing on big bear hey oh, Al, that's, that's Al, gonna happen Audi just got a hold of me and they said since i know you they're they're they're, they're rethinking the 120 months <laughs> <laughs> so, hey how do people reach out to you how do they how do they if uh, how do they find you if they want more information, you know, instant gratification, how do they go about it? Yeah, so we have our website, which is just youreable.com, and we have a live chat right on the website that connects you with one of us. You're not going to be talking to a robot there. And we have our Facebook page, which you can just search youreable on there. Um, and we have our Instagram page. You can always DM us on either of those platforms. We are also commenting, and specifically my dad, is always commenting on everything. He's very active in all the groups. So you can always shoot him a DM. Um, we, we really try to make ourselves very accessible. Once you sign up, you'll get a series of emails that have all of my contact information on them. You can give me a call, you can shoot me a text, you can shoot me an email. 
um, we, we make it nearly impossible to not get in touch with us. <laughs> you know, and I, I need to get it on my phone so that when we're here doing trainings, we can take in and demo it. You know, I think it's yeah. these guys live. I don't know why we haven't done that before. You know, it's not that we haven't talked a lot. So let's make that happen offline. So, Hey guys, thanks for coming in. And uh, again, you know, guys, people in the industry is, is support the great people of our industry. These guys have jumped in really quite quickly. They're the new kids on the block, but they've made such huge investments in improving our lives. And so they've made it more just not on selling you something, uh, but supporting something and then giving you a good alternative of growing your business. And I think that's huge. Uh, the fact that they're going out and making a profit from it, um, I guarantee you that uh, Michael could go out and do other things and make a lot more money. Uh, he's wanting to put back into an industry. He's wanting to put into his family. I've got alarms going off like you wouldn't believe. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. You know, I, I, I was just, I was back in uh, uh, Pennsylvania last week and I got to do something really cool. And it's not every day that you get to hang out with a billionaire. And the dude took me under, it, we just, we're hanging out just shooting the, and he starts showing me how he keeps organized. And so he's got, he's the one to, Glenn, thanks a lot for taking and, and teaching me this, this, this alarm trick because um, it works though. And so it's pretty cool to, to be able to go that direction. Damn, I can't believe how much Chris looks like me now. I mean, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's just it's unreal. Watch, he's going to change that picture like right now. He's like, <laughs> but hey, thanks guys for taking it. Man. Uh, Chris, Michael, we can't, you know, it's always great to have you on. We'll arrange uh, sometime maybe next month to come in and, and or before and uh, make sure we'll, we'll, we'll run everybody through uh, and take them for a tour. How's that? Totally. That sounds fun. Sounds good. All right, guys. Hey, have a lovely day. Take care, everybody. And uh, Chris, change that picture. We'll see you later. <laughs> hey, thanks for having hey guys, us on. Thank you.